Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. It has arrived. The Rugby World Cup is just around the corner. and Why not enjoy it with some ice-cold craft beer from our friends at Beer52. Get yourself over to beer52.com forward slash thistle and you'll get yourself a crate of eight free beers and a snack to enjoy while you're watching the rugby. This month, they all come from the East Coast of America, Boston, Massachusetts, and there's some great stuff in there. That's beer52.com forward slash thistle. All you have to do is pay £4.95 in postage and packaging, and they will be sent straight to your door. Get yourself over to beer52.com forward slash thistle and get yourself some beers. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. We are here to maybe preview the Japan game on Sunday, but more and more it's going to be like a long weather forecast with also some legal wranglings touched at this side. But as ever, I'm joined by Alan and Matt. Boys, how are you feeling about Cyclone Haggis? Yeah, not great about it. Man. Yeah, it's been a pretty mad couple of days. Like the sort of rugby world is just absolutely blowing up. I don't, I don't and uh, it, Japan, it just, the Japan coach is just sort of throwing some nice sort of petrol into that fire this morning. Yeah, um, by saying that the, key, the key, the key difference between us, Japan, and Scotland is we drive and are supported by the whole country. My team is motivated by achieving something great, not by avoiding embarrassment. But that just doesn't even make any sense because we want to play the game. I just think it's out of line as well. Like it's it's not as if exactly it's not as if Scotland have, have been pushing for this game to be cancelled. Like if anyone, Scotland have come out and been been pretty clear yeah. in saying we desperately want this to be played and we will do whatever it takes. Exactly that. We are recording on uh, Friday morning and there's 
early reports that Mark Dodson, chief executive of Scottish Rugby, has talked about taking legal action against World Rugby should it be cancelled on Sunday. So, mate, we're going to the Supreme Court. The prorogation of the Rugby World Cup. <laughs> it, shall be, not, it shall not stand. It will not stand. Rule out, rule out the Scottish judges again. Yeah, exactly. Those <laughs> Scottish judges, they know what they're talking about. It's somehow just going to end up being like Jim Telfer in the Supreme Court of Japan, just like <laughs> shouting at all these judges. <laughs> Brett Goss was like, you can't handle the truth. I would watch that drama. Oh my God, it'd be amazing. I would watch that. It's, yeah, it's the yeah. Scottish version of Succession. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, the, but it's supposedly, it was it World Rugby are registered in the Isle of Man. It's just sort of like shady... Sort of oh. corporate sheltering there. Yeah. You can't get to them. Yeah. Different legal who's, system. Who's liable? Yeah. It's a shell company in the Isle of Man. <laughs> yeah. It's based in like a shuttered office. Exactly. You know. We shall see. Very, very exciting. We're going to come back to talk about Japan and the impact of Cyclone uh, Hagibis in a quick second. But there has been other news going on in the Scottish rugby world. Um, and Edinburgh Rugby's. Good start to the Pro 14 season continues with an away win down at Cardiff Blues. Another try for a resurgent Mark Bennett. Lads, you must be enjoying watching Edinburgh. Yeah, definitely. Uh, sort of particularly in contrast to, to Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But it sort of it goes back to Cockrell's first, se- uh, first season when I think the first match was against Cardiff away, which is a tricky fixture. Um, and coming through like what was it? Clearly, another quite tight match. Z- Zebra, you know, Edinburgh have always got that in the locker to to put a big score on them. But yeah, to to beat Cardiff with sort of quite a few new guys in that team as well, like likes of sort of uh, Murray Douglas. Sounds like Willems had a pretty good game. The hooker mm-hmm. and Mark Bennett, top try scorer in the league. I think it's looking back, like just to sort of full fitness, which is all it just sort of really wanted fit, from yeah. him, and then. Obviously, Matt Scott and him combining really well in the centre. Well, Matt Scott had to pull out um, just before well, kickoff. Yeah, and George Taylor. George Taylor he looked a, pretty handy. All the report. I didn't actually see the game; only saw the highlights. But it looks like he's getting very, very mm. good reports as well. He's a big bloke. Yeah, good athlete. Yeah, and it's just it's nice to see guys like um, particularly like Damon Hoyland coming back in the mix as well yeah. and, and looking pretty good. Well, I guess like t- two years ago, Hoyland was kind of in the mix for those back three spots and yeah. just had sort of series of injuries yeah um so yeah and i guess you know farndale's obviously probably someone who's just never really cut the mustard at 15s obviously a great sevens player yeah but i mean he's it sounds like he's done pretty well no no and um i think that ar rugby made a little like three minute video of duhan van der merva start to the season he's looking unbelievable like well, I think, I think breaking Edward, so many tackles yeah. just, like running through people for fun like doesn't matter looking how really good for him doesn't matter how many pints you have in the Rayburn. When you're that big, you do what you want. And beaks. And beaks. <laughs> beaks and pints in the Rayburn. The all, all bets are off. Did you see, there was an interview with him, I think in pre-season, where he was pretty clear about his ambitions to play for Scotland. Yeah. Which I don't think had really been as explicit before. No, definitely not. Because what? So him and Kebble are both eligible May next year. So they yeah. won't be able, they won't be there for the Six Nations. No. It's pretty tasty. Then Schumann's five years. Schumann's on the five years. Schumann's like another four years. Schumann's so good. To be fair, Cable's the one we need more than anything because it's just Dell and Gordy Reid still. Yeah. And it doesn't really look like any of the youngsters are really pushing their way into being like an international loose head prop. I guarantee considering you, considering um, you've sort of 
Skuman obviously is going to start for Edinburgh, but he's keeping like Batty yeah. on the bench, for in, for instance. And Kevin will start for Glasgow. Yeah. Um, I guarantee you probably next year, during the Six Nations, Gordy Reid will get called up from the Super Six uh, into the Six Nations squad. That actually can't happen. <laughs> he'll be even unfit. He'll be even less fit. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But I suppose Edinburgh, in contrast to Glasgow, who are having a bit of a shocker, really. I mean, I think you can maybe forgive... You can forgive Cheetahs because they're a good side, but Glasgow still played very poorly. They say very poorly. I, I'll forgive it on two grounds. The, the Cheetahs are a very good side. It was Glasgow's first game of the season, and it was you know away from home in South Africa. That's not an easy way to start. Yeah. But Friday night at Scotston, you do expect better from um, from Glasgow. And how much better did they look in the last 15 minutes when Jamie Doby came on at scrum half yeah. than when Nick Frisbee played the previous 65 He minutes. must be pushing for a start. Who have Glasgow got this I, weekend? Uh, who have they got? Ed, Edinburgh got Leinster tonight. Yeah, they got Leinster away. That'll um, be a tough match. Do, 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 Cardiff Blues at home tomorrow night. Got to win that. Yeah. Fairly yeah. handsomely. Like to see Doby getting a start. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I guess there's an interesting point where I think I read somewhere where it's like the floor for Glasgow is lower than Edinburgh's, but the ceiling's much higher. So like in terms of when Edinburgh lose their players, they drop off a bit, but not yeah. that much. Yeah, okay. Glasgow drop off so much so drastically. I think if you that's what I was saying before, like Glasgow just don't seem to have recruited as well or as many players as Edinburgh. Like Edinburgh announcing people like Murray Douglas and Sam Thompson pretty late yeah. on. You're like, those are good guys to have. Or, yeah. uh, not, I haven't really, we haven't seen Thompson yet, but you know, good guys to have in these World Cup and international windows. And yeah. it, it seems as if Glasgow haven't really done the same. How much would Glasgow love to have William say, Nick Haining? Yeah. And obviously get McQuagger Smith, who Edinburgh were going to get. Yeah. But like, even those two, those first two would have been huge for Glasgow in those first two games. So Glasgow haven't signed a single, well, they signed the Fijian back rower. Yeah. Has he arrived yet? He's not with Fiji. Maybe he's, he's not with Fiji. I, don't know I think he's, he has arrived. In, in, yeah, yeah. All right, well. well. He definitely hasn't played. No. Um, but yeah, I think they've sort of struggled at hooker and whilst you know, Ferguson's like played okay, Callum Gibbons feels like... I don't know, Cam Gibbons hasn't really performed at a super high level for Glasgow for a long time. Yeah, and he was very good in that first season. Yeah. And then, yeah, I suppose it's difficult with not your sort of usual people around you. Yeah. It'd be interesting because, uh, we should move on. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, uh, I guess it's Dave Rennie's third season. It'd be really interesting to hear what he has to say once he leaves because it yeah. doesn't feel like he's had the resources to kind of really make that push that he wanted to. No, I think you're right. But, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah. I was just going to say that I found myself on Jamie Doby's um, Instagram the other day. That's weird. It was a little bit weird, but it's just so wholesome. He's so young. Like, <laughs> basically, it's just like, yeah. his, his photos are basically just him at school. <laughs> and now he's like, yeah, you know, I'm starting for Glasgow. This is what I'm doing. It's, it's <laughs> ridiculous. It's, it's outrageous. Um, but he does look like an extremely good prospect. Um, and Matt Ferguson got a two-year contract. Two-year contract, mm. yeah. Mm. And a very um, a very long sort of announcement video on the Glasgow Warriors website as well. Yeah, yeah. Sponsored by Hilton as well. Lovely to see. Mm. To be, f- to be so fair, commercial. they must be like, 
they're missing a lot of the big names and they, sh- they must be struggling to make some content. So they're just like, well, just do Maddie. Really- Maddie. <laughs> there, was, there was a video with Hugh Jones, uh, Nick uh, Greg, yeah. Staff and Staff McDowell. McDowell. I watched I was, it for about 15 seconds. And some, I couldn't, some of the I couldn't bleak, watch it anymore. Honestly, some of the bleakest chat of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great. And at the end, they're like, thank you to McRae Financial <laughs> Services. <laughs> um... Yes, I, I was trying to think of a smart link here, but the Super Six squads have yep. also been announced. <laughs> yeah, um, Matt, you are you're a big Super Six aficionado. You um, set the hairs running with your initial analysis <laughs> on Twitter, pissing off, I think, well, certainly yeah. all of the Edinburgh-based clubs. So, well, what's your thought on those initial squads? You sort of had this dynamic where Air and uh, the Ayrshire Bulls, rather, and the Southern Knights were drip feeding in their players, and it was just creating like a bit of a buzz. And it was giving background in each of the players. And, you know, yep. with both of those teams, you say maybe 60, 70% are guys that sort of club rugby followers be familiar with. Like with Air, you've got Fraser Climo, Grant Anderson, Pete McCallum. With Southern Knights, you've got like uh, Ian Moody, um, Craig Jackson, yep. Fraser Thompson, people like that. And then it seems like they've also added, and you can debate the merits of having Scots and non scots Scots qualified people, but like some qual- some quality individuals from England or Australia uh, or New Zealand who I think have quite a lot of them have Scottish links, and then obviously you get the rest of them in a oneer, and there's some unknown names in there, but there's also some guys who have maybe stepped up from like National One or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You just kind of think, from what I've seen of club rugby, it just doesn't seem like the standard of those guys squads is as high as air or melrose and i mean they're weaker teams in the premiership anyway sure but it just seemed a bit disappointing Mm -hmm. and i think it just particularly the edinburgh teams that if you had just done two franchises and spread that pool of players and gone for the quality across two teams then i think you'd have a stronger better competition but we'll we'll see what happens I, i could be wrong i think it's still the harriet's team is pretty strong yeah but the others are just Scott Riddle. One more year, <laughs> I know. One more Absolute year. One more year from Scott Absolute Riddle. traitor. He's played for well, Stumel, obviously. He's played for Aki's Sevens, and now he's playing for Harriers. Damn, disgraceful. To be fair, when Stumel are like in like National Three, <laughs> it can't be expected. Mate, National Stumel on a roll. Just be, just t- took away people's unbeaten record. Beat New- Newton Stewart on the road. They're going places. Scott Riddle would murder someone. In <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> well, we are going to be doing um, some preview shows looking forward to the Super 6 and getting the uh, some spokespeople, some players, some coaches from the franchises on in the coming weeks. So stick with us and we will uh, we'll be the best place for Super 6 news throughout the year. Um, but I think we've exhausted that as much as we can. Let's go back to the big discussion point of the day scotland after going back to back five point wins against samoa and russia had set up the uh, deciding match against japan need to beat them by eight points to go through correct i think i'm right yeah uh, eight, eight points and no and for them not to and get for them not to get a try so not get it, they need to, to beat them by four clear points yes four clear points yeah yeah so and now, Cyclone Haggis, that we thought was going to take out the Ireland-Samoa game, which was going to be very nice, thanks lads, has now changed course and has already claimed um, Italy, New Zealand and 
England versus France on Saturday tomorrow, and the decision is going to be made on Sunday morning about whether Scotland-Japan goes ahead. If it does not, it is a nil-nil draw, two points each, and Scotland are going home. Unless Ireland don't get a bonus point versus Samoa. Unless Ireland don't get a bonus point against Samoa. To be fair, if Ireland don't get a bonus point versus Samoa, I'm probably like, just cancel the game. Yeah. <laughs> get, get, get rid of it. Can we still go through? Yeah, so Ireland on 11 and we're on 10. So if Ireland got no points, they would obviously stay on 11. We would get two and go up to 12. It's never going to happen, so it doesn't matter. Oh, you say, sorry, yeah, if Ireland lose. If Ireland lose and don't get a bonus point. Oh, yeah, cancel the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just see someone responded to, it wasn't one of ours, but somebody's tweets being like, weren't Scotland hoping that the Ireland game was going to be cancelled last week? And I was like, yes, obviously. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, of course, you know, this is a thing that's now affecting us. Well, but I've been thinking about it, though, and... Obviously, last week, last weekend was Japan against Samoa. And Samoa in the last minute of the game, last play, inexplicably take the scrum. Oh, my God. Delib- yep. deli- he deliberately feeds it squint. And ya- Yako Piper knew that was going to happen, right? Yeah. Now, my reports in Japan say that there's actually not even a typhoon. The weather's fine. This is all, <laughs> this is all a it's Japan-led all- conspiracy. <laughs> Um, it definitely feels so. That I think way. we need to uncover that actually. Yeah, well, we need Colleen Rooney. Yeah, Colleen, <laughs> only Colleen Rooney can get to the bottom of this. <laughs> it's actually Rebecca Vardy who yeah. is, uh, <laughs> who's been spreading spreading these rumors. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's been huge amounts of conversation about World Cup contingency plans and things like that. How would you guys like to see it resolved? I think ultimately it's, you either play it, if it's fine, play it. If it's not, do it behind closed doors on the Sunday or play it on the Monday. Yeah. And it feels like everyone would be happy with that. Yeah, I think so. I guess the the issue has been is that Italy and New Zealand were spoken about, World Rugby spoke to them about shifting the game to the Monday. Italy obviously said yes and New Zealand said no. And without both teams agreeing, they just then decided to cancel the game. And the issue now is that because of precedent has been set, yeah. that it is impossible to then move the Scotland game, which feels ridiculous. Mm. It does feel ridiculous, but Italy did, mathematically, they had a chance of going through. So like, they needed yeah. a five-pointer and to win by, what, like 50 points against New Zealand. So they could have gone through. They had to stop. They had to basically win with a bonus point and for New Zealand not to get a bonus yeah. point. And I think Sergio Parise makes a fair point that had New Zealand maybe lost that first game against South Africa and they needed that win, yeah. do you envisage a world in which World Rugby say, sorry, well, New Zealand, yeah. you're, you're off home? The same with England... France. Exactly if, that. If yeah. Argentina had won one of their matches against England or France, and they needed points to go through, then yeah. you know it's frustrating that France just beat Argentina because it would have been really interesting to see how World Rugby would have dealt with that. Because I yeah. think fr- France and England actually probably are the two most powerful unions in World Rugby. Yeah, financially, definitely. And I just, I, I could not envisage a scenario where they would not have let, not have played that game. Yeah, I, obviously, I think we're. No one really knows like the full story about the contingency plans and everything, oh, and yeah. like bits of information are coming out, you know, every day and piecemeal and whatnot. But it, it does seem as if when the World Cup was initially awarded to Japan, that the, the issue of weather and cancellations and everything was obviously raised, 
Yeah. And then World Rugby have claimed that they have, I think the actual direct quote is, robust contingency plans, which doesn't really seem to be the case. Yeah. Contingency plan is what? You play behind closed doors or you move it to the next day. And they've come out and basically said, um, we're not going to move it to the next day. Yeah. They've, they've categorically said they won't postpone it, right? Yeah. And then it seems as if they're very reluctant to play it behind closed doors because of broadcaster pressure. Yeah. Which I just don't really get. But. I, I don't really get. Logistically, it would be very difficult, but I think that is doable. And I think that Scotland and Japan, for one, would try everything within their power to fulfill yeah. that fixture. I'm going to say, I think Scotland will do everything. I think Japan will look to be trying to do everything. But then Japan, th- there's quite a lot of chat saying that like Japan would be embarrassed if they didn't play the match. And I think you, you can't discount like that. Yeah. That Japanese culture, culturally, of, that feels right. Yeah, that they like want just to wanting to save face. No, I mean right. a lot of their players are from like New Zealand and South Africa, so they might not be so <laughs> fussed. But the guys driving it at no, the union level, no, I, I, I do get that. I think also, I imagine Ireland are probably very keen for the Japan Scotland game to be played because if it is a draw, Japan will top the group, mm. and then ultimately Ireland will have to play New Zealand. Yeah. Which ultimately you just don't want to play New Zealand in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if the game is played and Scotland do win, Ireland are almost guaranteed to be playing South Africa. Mm. And so. Bad news, guys. We've had the kiss of death. Sir Clive Woodward has called for the games to be played. So that's. So, uh, you, know, you never want Clive Woodward on your side at this stage. <laughs> Time of death, 8 a.m. Uh, thank you very much for that. Dodson, I'm reading from Rob Robertson of the Mail, his tweets right now. Mark Dodson is giving a press conference. Uh, for World Rugby to just simply state that the game has to be cancelled goes against the whole sporting integrity of the tournament. Um, World Rugby seemed determined to stick to its plan in the match is either played on Sunday or indeed it is cancelled and to have it cancelled and have our ability to progress in the group put at peril is absolutely unacceptable. Gearing up for the court battle. Yeah. They're laying the groundwork early. That'd be so Because Gregor Townsend did an emergency press conference yesterday and now they've, they've ruled out the chief exec as well. Bringing in the big guns. Gavin McCall, QC, fan of the pod and advisor of Scottish Rugby. Is in coming the, out tomorrow? It's like, we've thrown t- Tooney, we've thrown Dodson, Nicola Sturgeon. Nicola, yeah, Nicola's coming, coming up. The first minister. The first minister. She's going out to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To, to be fair, if she, get, if she got the game played, I think that's independence done. I think that would be it. <laughs> It'd be the yeah. tipping point. Oh, come on, vote. <laughs> Who would be next? Is, is there a step above Nicola that we could get? It has to go like Billy Connolly or something like that. He'd have to go to like, <laughs> national hero status. Well, as you were saying, Bill, Bill Gamble is corporate corporate lawyers yeah. yeah nobody nobody knows more we'll get like him uh ian wood the the oil guy in aberdeen yeah uh, what suitor brian suitor from stagecoach um, yeah the guy from aberdeen asset management as well martin gilbert yeah martin he's, gilbert. he's just he's just sort of stepped back from yeah. his day to day he's got be, he's got time he's got cash been through some punchy legal uh, yeah exactly uh, issues keith skioch let's get them involved there's cash there's about a hundred Simpson and Marwick lawyers getting funneled out <laughs> <laughs> to Japan right now. Chartering a plane <laughs> right now. I tell you, it's quite, there's a couple of your sushi outlets in Scotland. <laughs> they're they, getting it. They're, get, they're, they're going to feel the wrath. Hey, boy, God, Getting the windows tanned in. The one at Edinburgh Airport's already been smashed it's up. Already been, it's already been destroyed. Um, 
but yeah, it's so. So what? What do you think is the most likely outcome then? I think the most likely outcome is it's cancelled. I feel there has like to be some sort of wrangling. Yeah, it kind of feels like all the meshing is kind of building up to that cancellation on Sunday morning. Yeah, I mean, is there, is unless, you... unless they wake up and the typhoon hasn't happened, like basically is slightly yeah. missed, and the weather has not been there. I think if the typhoon goes ahead and it does look like it's going to be like horrific, they're talking like 160 kilometers an hour winds and stuff like that. If that hits landfall and is as bad as everyone is saying, <laughs> yeah, it, I, I think it's going to get cancelled because I think the Italy. Yeah, um, set a precedent. Set a precedent. And quite rightly, I mean, Italy were not going to beat New Zealand by 60 points, but you can't send them home and then just say to Scotland, fine, we'll just move it. Yeah, they, that, that will cause massive That decision issues. has set in train, I think, you know, what's going to happen. I think it'll be That's going to get Berlusconi on the case. So <laughs> Berlusconi <laughs> would be actually a pretty good ally. He gets, yeah, he gets, done. he gets, no, might, he he gets away with things. He's got amazing not, lawyers. You might not like his methods, but he does get stuff done. Joint press conference: Berlusconi and Sturgeon <laughs> together. <laughs> the political, the political alliance that we need. <laughs> the, you just bring it, we discussed this. The most upsetting outcome, other than the game being cancelled, is the game being played. And Scotland was in twenty four six in like a really behind dark, closed doors. behind closed doors yeah, in yeah. a complete no show. Yeah, that'd be that would bad. be like we've 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 gone to the pitch. We've demanded the game. Gav McCall's like outside ringing a bell, like, <laughs> and then we lose twenty four six to Japan. Yeah, without firing a shot, which you could see happening. To be fair, oh yeah, we go through weeks of legal yeah. sort of ramifications. <laughs> the whole tournament is put on ice, and then we put in a performance like we did against Ireland. I think there's a there's a part of the Scottish rugby community that would quite like it to happen. <laughs> to have, you know, an axe to grind. I think Tom English has already got 800 words in the top drawer yeah. about that. Humili- oh, yeah. A humiliating exit that you can just sort of slightly edit to um, yeah. to make work. To be fair, we've been absolutely dining out on Joubert for the last four years. Like, I've been like... We got robbed. I, I still think we would have made the World Cup final <laughs> if it hadn't been for Joubert. Same. And we've just got the next iteration. Typhoon Haggis is going to be what the we, our, uh, old, what, our oldest enemy. What have we done? There? <laughs> what have we done? It's like Murrayfield built on like an ancient like <laughs> native Indian burial ground. Burial ground like, yeah. gen- genuinely, we are cursed. <laughs> what always happens to us. Yeah. What do you make of the Eddie Jones and uh, Steve Hansen sort of line that Scotland should have done better up to this point? Seems pretty stupid to me. I mean, it's, Scotland it's were never, uh, you know, as we've found out from the independent uh, journalist, Scotland should never really have expected to beat Ireland. So it's not as if like they've massively fucked up and then they've got a tough game against Japan. It's just the nature of their group. Like, yeah. I mean, ultimately... I think it's nonsense. It's it's much hard. That argument only stacks up if you all have equal difficulty of yeah. game. Whereas ultimately, if your hardest game is first, or your hardest games are first, yeah. and your easiest games are last, then it's much more obviously harder to build up points. There's a whole point of pool rugby. England have had a really easy group, yeah. and I think they would have beaten France. France and England are all over the place. Yeah. So, and New Zealand are the best. And Steve Hansen obviously said as well. Yeah, New Zealand are the best team possibly ever. They're obviously going to get the points. Like, it's yeah. Scotland. You can't apply yeah. the same standard. Exactly. No. And, it's and then it could affect Ireland as well, who possibly could have beaten Japan. But 
Scotland like Ireland do you want to like help us out and they're like should have voted for us in the rugby (laughs) to host the rugby world cup in 2023 I have seen a bit of that I know there is already a bit of sort of like but do you know what world rugby can shove the Nations League up their arse I'm done with them I know exactly give me that CVC six nations money and southern hemisphere it's just but it's not and it's not as if like Townsend was like I don't want the Nations League and was like stood up and voted (laughs) against it or Stuart Hogg was representing they didn't know what fucking was going on yeah Oh, I think it's, it's. I don't really mind Eddie. I don't usually mind Eddie Jones, but I think that's just yeah. pretty out of line. I kind of expected it from Eddie Jones, and I, I didn't really think Steve Hansen would be that punchy. Yeah. The one thing with Eddie Jones, if they had lost to Argentina, and they needed to beat France to get through to the next round, England would be losing their minds. Oh, it's just so easy to sit there when yeah. it's not you in the situation and just be like, oh, they should have tried better. But ultimately, Argentina got a red card 14 minutes when we're into the game. I know, and, yeah. and, and, and Jones was saying today as well, he was like, yeah, we've been preparing for a typhoon massively. I was like, have you fuck? You can't prepare. You can't. What, <laughs> so, what, what have you been doing? Training yeah, I know. Wind tunnel. I know. Like, that's such nonsense. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, when I lived in Japan, there was always typhoons. I like, well, I just don't think. No one's, been, I'm sorry, no one's been preparing for it. You, you can't prepare. Yeah. <laughs> if your game gets cancelled, there's literally nothing you can do. And I think if you're told by World Rugby, like, there's contingency plans in place. And I yeah. mean, maybe you can sort of think, right, this might happen, but it's not really your job to think about those sort of things. No. You just, you are, you are putting an element of trust in the Japan tournament organizers and World Rugby. Yeah. Is, is so, is Pule, Pule is now the only one where there's actually any. Um, just yeah, meaningful matches. meaningful matches. Basically, all um, the other all the other pools are completely done because yeah, Wales, Australia, England, France, yeah. New Zealand, South Africa. Because what Wales have Uruguay, Australia have Georgia. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, and no more games. And maybe a Canada still to be played in well in Pool B. Ultimately, this is kind of the only meaningful game left. Yeah, sure. And so, I don't know. Italy. Can, I, the thing is, I, I feel bad for Italy. And it's it's almost annoying that mathematically and theory they could have still got through because it would have made it a lot easier if actually yeah. that just hadn't been the case and New Zealand were too far ahead. Um, at the same time, I think anyone who knows anything about rugby knows that there was absolutely zero chance that Italy were actually going to get through. Yeah. But, no, it's with the lawyers now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Sorry for this very brief interruption to some great Scottish rugby content, but we just wanted to send a message from our friends over at Find a Player. It may be September and the rugby season is well underway, but organizing your games can still be a bit of a nightmare. Get yourself onto the App Store and download the Find a Player app. The Find a Player squad management tool makes organizing a breeze with features that help you to tack numbers so you don't lose count of who's in and out on your WhatsApp group. You can rate your mates after you play them. How good is that? And you can pick teams based on player skills and fitness. So get your squad out of the WhatsApp group and run your team through the Find a Player app. That's on the App Store, Find a Player And if you use the special code, which you'll find on our Twitter page or in the show um, description of this podcast, you will be added to a group of fellow Thistle listeners. So you will find the best and smartest people in Scotland to add to your team. That is the Find a Player app. Get it on your app store now. We will see. Is there any point talking about what team we would want Scotland to play on Sunday. Would you want to quickly chat about the Russia game? Oh, yeah, shit. I forgot all about the Russia <laughs> game. That was so fun, wasn't it? It was It was actually... i tell you the game that was probably similar to that was the first half of the Scotland-Argentina game. Like, in Argentina? In Argentina. Yeah, yeah, when ago. you had similar players yeah, tearing yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was so, fun. Was I really mean, fun. considering... I mean, it is only Russia, and they were pretty bad. But considering they've, you know, Ireland struggled to put them away with their second string team when well, yeah. they got the bonus point in like the 65th minute. Yes. Japan kind of struggled. Um, Samoa only beat them by 20 or something. Yeah. You know, maybe Russia had run out of steam, but I still think it was, it was very impressive. It was pretty like sort of, Tanzan put it like professional job. I thought what, amongst all the like amazing sort of breaks and stuff that was going on, I thought Adam Hastings did a extremely good job in particularly in the first half hour of making sure that Russia were always turning their backs. Yes. And keeping I, them pinned in their 22. I kind of thought it was a bit too much kicking. I still felt that if ultimately someone like New Zealand would just put together 10 phases and you'll end up scoring a try. Yeah, sure. Whereas we still seem to want to kind of kick away possession a little bit. And maybe it was just, you know, we want to play a game plan and kind of keep it relatively structured for the first half and kind of blow them open in the second half is what they did. But I honestly felt that with a relatively simple game plan, to be fair, both in attack and defense, Russia basically had nothing. I thought Russia did a lot of very bad kicking themselves as well. And when you're giving it to Darcy Graham, Kinghorn... Their chase was pretty bad as well. Chase so was you had bad. Like, it was just open field. Also, like 10, 15 meters. Yeah. I mean, the amount of meters that Darcy Graham made in like 45 minutes, it was like 150 or something. It's actually like the perfect sort of recipe for that particular Scotland yeah. team to yeah. perform particularly well. I think, retrospectively, it probably makes sense, but at the time, obviously, quite surprised that Bradbury got 50, 55 minutes. Yeah. Because it now kind of feels like it's almost certainly going to be Richie Bradbury Thompson in the back row yeah, the game yeah. goes ahead yeah. but I guess for someone like Bradbury it's probably just so important to get game time in him well exactly yeah. like that match against Samoa was his first in a long time and if you can yeah sort of get in 40-50 minutes yeah uh, but yeah I mean it I suppose, also, I suppose bit, Fraser Brown strange probably taking. needed half an hour in his legs as well because he's not been playing a huge amount of rugby he looked pretty gutted to be taken off yeah ultimately 
McAnally's going to play 50 minutes. He's going to play 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always going to happen, isn't it? So yeah. it's probably good to get that, that time in for Fraser Brown. Mm. Um, but Did yeah. You, could you see anyone else sort of pushing that team from Samoa? I mean, ultimately, Darcy Graham's going to start. Although I, I still quite like Kinghorn, but I think Graham's probably got. Kinghorn on the bench, maybe? Ahead is. Well, the interesting Seymour. thing would be, I really, I don't think it's a good idea to have Laidlaw as your backup 10. I think you need to have Hastings or Horn on the bench. Because obviously that's what they did against Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I kind of agree. Because then if you have Horn, then that allows you to cover 10 and centres. And then if you have Kinghorn, then it kind of, well, I guess Kinghorn and Seymour can kind of all just cover the back, yeah. the back three. Um, I guess it just depends if you want to, what sort of split you want to do. If you want to do a six-two, then yeah, I could do a six-two. I could see that. Then at least then you probably just go Horn and then Seymour or Kinghorn, and you just have Laidlaw as your cover cover ten. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting with the Japan Japan game because I think you know Bradbury is probably pretty important because you know, Japan do have a pretty abrasive back row. Yeah, they've got a good back row, and Richie and Bradbury you know of all the back row probably enjoy that sort of aspect of the game the most yeah I think they're sort of on most on top of their game as well yes no agreed um, so actually I really really can't see anyone switching in I, I don't know what the latest is on Dell I don't know either. Was, I don't think there's been any he, meaningful announcements on it was Dell on the bench against Russia no, I think Bergen covered loose head. Yeah, he did. I think, I think there was a fo- there was a photo of Dell in like a training bib, so he might have been twenty fourth man. That's yeah. actually a very good point. Which, Scotland have put up some photos this morning yeah, of them preparing, which makes you think he's fine. Dell's training, yeah. Um, so it does make you very excited about the next World Cup cycle. If you look <laughs> yeah. at the ages of some of like the really exciting players in that Scotland team. No, no, definitely, and especially with Hutchinson. And Hugh Jones back, you know, Kebble coming in the um, Duhan on the loose head. Well, Duhan coming in. To be, if he stays, literally just as the next World Cup starts, Cap, Pierce, Cap Pierce, Duhan as soon as he's Pierre Schumann will be eligible at the next World Cup. Yeah, but after, after leading Edinburgh to two back-to-back Heineken <laughs> Cups, yes, <laughs> it's uh, it'd be interesting when Duhan comes in because. Feels like Maitland and Graham are sort of locked in, but Maitland's, 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 Maitland's not going to make another World Cup, though. Yeah, what's Maitland got? Thir- is he thirty-one? Thirty-two, maybe. 32. I don't know. It's already slowing down a little. It feels bit. like he's showing his age slightly. <laughs> he just always looks so slow. <laughs> he does score bags of tries, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway. That's Tom. That, I Seymour's not going to get in the team, but that's him scored. I think twenty tries now for Scotland. Yeah, so he went ahead of Stuart Hogg, isn't he? Yeah, He's like yeah. fourth highest try scorer. Yeah. Fair play. Very uh, fair. Yeah. I wonder who's ahead of him. I think Tony Stanger's got 25. And there's that guy Ian Smith who played yeah, like back in the day. the Ian Smith guy. Who was, his scoring rate was ridiculous. How many's George Horn got now? He must George, be. do you see the stat about George Horn's just like overall professional rugby matches for Glasgow? Oh, oh, the number Kevin of Miller put scored. it up. Uh, yeah, it's like... 53 matches, over 20 tries, and like 16 assists for Glasgow and Scotland. It's it's mental. Um, 
I feel like we're filibustering a bit, lads. We're trying to, trying to, get, the, trying to get a bit more out of here to see if the Scotland squad gets announced, but yeah. I don't think it's coming anytime soon. Um, so, George, George, sorry, George Horn, 51 games of professional rugby, 28 tries, 18 assists. That is insane. <laughs> Try or assist every 43 minutes. There's some ludicrous stat about him when him and Peter are on the pitch together as well, that one of them always like scores within like 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. There's some like silly stat that when George comes off the bench, that something always happens. Yeah. So assuming this game does get played on Sunday, what yeah, what do we think is going to be like? It's an interesting one because obviously if, if Scotland and Japan get their own way, they'll both play a pretty similar style of rugby. Like they want to get high tempo, they want to keep the ball in hand. But I actually think... Do you think Scotland will slow it down? I think they might have to slightly. I, to I think they've beaten Japan up. before. And even... Maybe even that Samoa game as well. Like, they, they tend to do well in those sort of matches where they do tighten things up a little bit. Yeah. It just means you don't let Japan get ahead of steam. Yeah. And I, obviously that Japan pack is is good. It's fit for purpose. It's mobile. But I think you can grind it down. Yeah. And I think that Ireland game is difficult to back up a performance like that with another one in the pool. Like it's difficult. And I know it's like such a massive game for them and there'll be no issues with them getting up for it. But I don't know if I can see Japan like backing it up with another big performance. No, no, I agree. Particularly if it's played behind closed doors and they don't have like 80,000 Japanese people yeah. going absolutely bonkers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd think that only helps Scotland if it's behind closed doors. But for all the Hopefully. Edinburgh players, it'd be like a home match. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> absolutely nobody there. Yeah, that's a good point. So I was just laughing at Carl Ferns has tweeted about Eddie Jones saying he's still really angry about being called a wee baldy. <laughs> by the Scottish, by lads. Scottish guys on the, on the train after the Scotland match which made me laugh quite a lot I think um, it was um, it was also I don't know how much I put faith I put in this but um, Darren Cave and the Robbie Pop was talking about how he felt the fact that Scotland have like more big game players who have had experience of these sort of matches whereas yes. for Japan to be fair to them it's like completely new. Yep. They've never really, and even in the Super Rugby, none of them have played any knockout rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, I think back even to the last World Cup, like needed to beat Samoa. Yeah. Like Scotland have had quite a few matches like that and not always come through, but at least have the experience. They can carry yeah. something, yeah. Carry some weight. I don't know. I'm just looking at the running order that I put on Twitter last night. The one big issue that we haven't talked about is Duncan Weir's square slice sausage roll after the... Um, I saw it and I liked it. It looked, looked fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it, Get a black pudding in there, though. It did look a bit bleak. <laughs> I'm going to take him... <laughs> he didn't dress it up very well. I'm taking him at his word that he'd buttered the roll. Yeah. Because he got a lot of heat for not buttering the roll. But From Richie Vernon, actually. Yeah, people. Richie Vernon Jeez. was calling him out for that. A couple of me- liberal assholes. Let the man have his square sausage. No, I'm, I'm, non- no, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely pro, what, but non-buttered what, what, roll. But butter's the preserve of liberal <laughs> assholes. <laughs> what, are you ta- what are you talking about? Butter is the preserve exclusively Gee, of the while 1%. You, while, while you were growing up in your tenement, like, what are you talking about? Mate, it's bare roll, <laughs> square sausage. Dry, square sausage. <laughs> Tesco value ketchup. That's, that is your... The rule of choice. I mean, brown sauce, surely, but yeah, brown sauce. Sorry, I could take both. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, it was good to have it. So let's have. If it goes ahead, <sighs> Matt, are you going to be able to win it? Uh, yes, I think Scotland can do it, but 
it genuinely might be they'll beat them by like eight points. I think it's going to be really tense right and really close. Alan? Yeah, we're going to win by nine points. I can't argue with that. I think it's going to be cancelled. We are, <laughs> are going to win it in the Supreme Court and then we're going to win it by nine. And then once again, and then once again, we'll be able to say, well, we could have won the World Cup. So it wasn't our fault. I do like having that as an option. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was chatting to my brother about that. He's like, would you just like another, you know, little bit of grist to the mill for another four years? Well, what's the saying? Like, there's no difference between a ray of sunshine and a Scotsman with a grievance. Yeah. So... <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we will be back to either talk you through the uh, latest court filings of the SRU or to talk about Scotland's march towards the quarterfinals next week. Enjoy, guys. See ya. See ya. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.